Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it is Monday, October 23rd, and we are hanging out with Lori and Julia. One more hour left of the show, and we are going to get to something that was on. I believe it was 60 Minutes last night. Yeah, 60 Minutes last night. Pink was profiled. And, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, even I, like, think of, uh, you know, we talk about Taylor's concert and Beyonce's concert and that Madonna was coming, and I did go to the... Pink concert in August, and it was so mind-blowingly phenomenal. But Pink has kind of gotten lost. Totally, in translation. In in translation. And so I was so happy that the CBS did a profile on her, and it was just an excellent interview. And uh, we're going to start with um, talking about, as a kid... That you know, she was off the rails. She nearly dies of a drug dose at age sixteen, just weeks before signing her first record deal. So let's take a listen. She grew up singing opera and gospel in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, but she says tension at home made her desperate to leave. She calls her relationship with her father, Jim Moore, complicated. He served in Vietnam and passed away two years ago. As a teen, arguments with her mother were so bad, Pink says one fight got physical and her mom fell downstairs. She now calls that her one regret in life. You said you were the kid that other moms didn't want their kids to play with. Why? I was a punk. I had a mouth. I was, I had a chip on my shoulder. Basically, I grew up in a house where every day my parents were screaming at each other, throwing things, hated each other. And then I got into drugs. I was selling drugs, and then I was kicked out of the house. I dropped out of high school. I was off the rails. What happened on Thanksgiving in 1995? Thanksgiving of 1995, I was at a rave, and I overdosed. I was on, oh boy, ecstasy, angel dust, crystal, all kinds of things. And then I was out, done, too much. You almost died. Yeah. She says that was the end of hard drugs for her, and weeks later got her first record deal as the lead singer in an R&B girl group. But they didn't last long. So when you're starting out, the industry sort of seems like they've got you going down a path. They paint you with an R&B brush. Yes, I signed to LaFace Records. We were the token white girls on a black label. I was told to take etiquette classes very early on. Uh, they wanted me to learn how to wear dresses and use the right fork. How'd that work out? I went once, but it didn't work. <laughs> what did they not wild. like? 
I think they were trying to turn me into something that I didn't want to be. Image is everything in this business. Using her teenage nickname Pink, she went solo, and her first album was an R&B double platinum success. I'm coming out. Yes. Is the, it was the coming song. Out, I've got... So yep. good. And then, um, and you know, one of the things that really struck me at the Pink show at Target Field, and I, I felt this at at Beyonce, too, in a major way. At Beyonce, there was whatever your freak flag was, right. you could just fly it. But, and at right. the pink one, um, I've never seen so many um, moms and daughters, fathers and daughters, fathers and sons, moms and sons, like families be together at the show, all ages, all demographics, you know. So pink and Beyonce have that. And Taylor Swift, of course. Yeah, but they, like, it's like, yeah, it was just very very visible in the in the ages of the mix of people and so she does talk a little bit about that in this next clip three million tickets in the last six months but you don't really hear about it unless you went so at the end of the day do i give a who talks about me as long as the mom and the daughter or the dad who's in the pink t-shirt as well as his daughter and her three friends had a fantastic time, or the gay couple that came together and felt super safe at my show because no one heckled them. That's what really mattered. And she did. You know, she said she's been setting records for attendance. She set a record at um, Target Field. Mm -hmm. I think Kenny Chesney had it for the most people, and several other outdoor Stadiums, she's um, also done. She also talked about um, she would love to do a Vegas residency. That was my happiest when that ended that way. And Jeff's like, we're going. Yeah, and I can see her at at the Sphere. Yes, or or at Caesars where we saw Cher. She needs to be able to. She needs space. She needs space to to do her her acrobatics. But she seemed very excited about that. So when this tour is over, I really hope because I, you know, we have long felt that why haven't they had, why isn't Pink played the Super Bowl? She's amazing. She would be amazing to be at the Super Bowl. But here's another uh, one. This is her and um, the 60 Minutes. I'm trying to think of the lady's name, but they're going to Pink's vineyard that she owns. Okay. She won't need a plan B anytime soon. But as she told us at midnight over a glass of wine in her dressing room in Philadelphia, she is planning the next chapter. It's what any self-respecting, acrobatic, sequin-loving entertainer would do, a Las Vegas residency. I would like to have the best show that Vegas has ever seen. And I think that I can. For a performer like me to have a stage that doesn't have to travel. (laughs) Oh my God. She's rubbing your hands. You can do so much. So all these years in, what's the hardest part about your job now? I guess that I keep demanding more and more and more and more from myself, physically, emotionally, spiritually, vocally. I want to raise the bar all the time, and I'm sort of going against time, right? How do you keep out doing that? I like going against societal norms. When they say a woman has to slow down, become smaller, take up less space, calm down. No, 
Absolutely not. Why? Who says? Why can't we ride it till the wheels fall off? <laughs> That's what I plan on doing. I the part, I the love. part that caught me, okay, two things, is that people, if you have not watched All I Know So Far, which was on Prime Video, which was her documentary about her last concert tour fit mm-hmm. at the O2 Arena is where it ended in London. That's so amazing because it talks about how they're a family when they tour, how she treats people. She has a book desk, a, a book, library, a library mm-hmm. where everyone on tour shares books. And we, I saw a ton that we've read on yeah. that, on that thing. And they check out, I mean, they're a family and they're together. But the other thing is that she has her uh, aerobic teacher or the lady who teaches to do all the acrobats when she's going around stadiums and stuff, they showed her standing on top of Pink's stomach. And I think Pink we might have singing. that clip. Do we have it? It's I think so we have visual. it. We yes, posted we have it. it. We, we posted po- it, yes. but it's she It's so does. visual. Yeah. Here. It took a lot of childhood gymnastics classes and tortured training sessions with her aerialist coach, Drea Weber. <laughs> okay, tighten up your stomach. Okay, ready? Be nice. No, she stands on her stomach. Where there is desire, there Come is going to be a flame. Come on. Where there is a flame, someone's bound to get burned. Come Just because on. it burns doesn't mean you're going to die. You got to get up. <laughs> I mean, the woman is standing on her stomach. Can it was blew me away. Yeah, physical. This body, like, this, the muscles that, that scare people are, it's my power. Right? It's like... I don't eat well to look good. I eat well to go far, fast, and hard. It's- Love it. Mm-hmm. And she just said everyone thought she's a lesbian. Everyone thought she was... What other things did she say? That just, she was brassy, that yeah. she was too much. Oh, she's such a good singer. She's and amazing. Showing that last night, um, our friend Mary texted me, I'm still kicking myself I didn't go to that. Oh. But I, I will say in everyone's defense that Beyonce, Taylor Swift... Madonna and Pink tickets all went on sale last November within like two weeks of each other. And it was a lot of money for all the concerts, you know, and uh, it was just really a lot. It was a lot. Now I don't have one concert ticket for next summer. I'm slightly panicky. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Slightly panicky. I'm sure you're going to be fine. (laughs) Anyway, we did post the clip of her coach standing on her stomach and Pink belting out. It, you know the lyrics to that song. She's and, an amazing woman. Wow. Yeah. Her her talent and when she was getting all excited about, you know, the idea of and I thought, yes. Not having she, to move right. all that equipment kids from stadium could go to stadium. Because yep, there were so many trucks for her stadium tour. Just the rigging for when she flies around the stadium has got to be incredible. My brother was very disappointed last week. She was supposed to play two nights at the Tacoma Dome right? Yeah. and then go to Vancouver. And then she was sick. I yeah. think she was yep, sick she with had, a sinus yep. infection. Yep. yep. He was just like, dang it. You know, she's yeah. And the Tacoma Dome is like not that great of a spot, but pink because she's playing like she's got the sound and everything because mm-hmm. it's kind of an older sure. one maybe it's wood in there or something but he said yeah it's it that would be a good pl- that's a, why she picked that place because oh, she would have sounded great she would have sounded oh, yeah, gosh. good there. he's just amazing yeah so it was just it was fun fun interview after watching the scary interview about china oh, yeah. i was just like okay yeah that was a good little turnaround yeah I was like, but oh. i'm telling people i mean yeah. Watch out for your data. Oh, I know Watch it. Watch out for your data, and boy, 
And how do we do it? Everyone is coming after you from all angles. Yeah, yeah just, I know. You oh, gotta no. be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Be suspicious of everything, of everything. you share with. Is that everything. what we do? Yeah. Basically, that's what I tell my parents. I'm like, there is no reason for anybody. Like, you get all these emails. You get Amazon saying, "Oh, you had a purchase," or eBay, or whatever. There is no reason someone will call you, and there is no reason for you to ever give out your credit card information unless you're buying something in that very moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they'll be like, hey, we need your information to issue this refund oh, they're or very, whatever it they're is. Very good. It's, it's, now they're scamming using AI, imitating people's oh, voices. It's scary. So have a code answer. But Oh, just yeah, you up. guys, yeah, yeah, you have your code. Yeah. yeah, but we said it in front of Alexa. Oh, yes, turn your phone Change off. Change your code. Yeah, we did already. We whispered <laughs> it to each other. <laughs> That's so funny. We <laughs> sat in front of Alexa. <laughs> Is Alexa in your house? Yes. <laughs> I haven't, I've had Alexa unplugged for about two I, and a half that's years. That's why I never got it. I yeah. got one, and then when that whole thing that they yeah. were potentially re- listening, I was like, boop, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no know. No more. No more. So... All right, well, it is time yeah. for the Dirt Alert. Yes, it is. At El Burrito Mercado, it's Taco Tuesday, 11 a.m. to close. They have breakfast tacos, chorizo con huevo, for just $2. They've got their regular tacos, shrimp and mole, um, any other filling that you want for just $2. They have flautas. We had those when we were there Love for those. just $5. They've got drink specials, happy hour, Tuesday through Friday, 3 to 6 dining in only but i'm telling you if you want to go to the mercado their grocery store authentic mexican cuisine great gift giving and shopping there but the meats at the deli and the grab and go you could pick up everything you needed for a taco bar party everything Everything. and the prices are so reasonable you just love it they've got food trucks if you're having an event coming up you can get your reservations online they have this amazing coffee it's it's really a destination. It's fun to go shopping there, too. Because you is. see, it's kind of, it's an event. We love El Burrito Mercado, and know you will, too. When you stop by, tell them the girl sent you. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. What Hollywood news do you have for us today? Well, we don't have to get too far into it, but we just want to bring up the fact again that you guys talked about this in the first hour of the podcast. Meryl Streep and her husband, Don Gummer, have been separated for six years. This was confirmed by People Magazine over the weekend. It's a new trend in Hollywood. We just need one more couple to join Jada and Will and Meryl and Don and say they too have been married but living separate lives. That's very true. Well... Let's move on from that one. We've got some real estate news for you. Jennifer Lopez, she has uh, unloaded her uh, Bel Air house for $34 million. This was a home that she owned before Ben Affleck. So Mm. this is a a bachelor pad, as they're calling. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
expecting it, but uh, bachelorette pad, excuse me, in California. Spent yeah, she you know unloaded it for uh, thirty four million. She bought it back in twenty sixteen for twenty eight million. So she made a cool six million dollars. Yeah, they are having trouble selling their big uh, fancy homes in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. because of the mansion tax. Yes, that's it. Because yes, that she wanted March. forty-two million oh, yeah. for it. She so. did. It says that here. She, but mm-hmm. then I remember that just went into effect like, in this last year. Or I so, think right? like April, late or April, or March. Like yeah, because mm-hmm. there was a big dash to sell all the mansions before this. And Vanity tax. Fair just did a profile about. Um, how that's impacted oh, like, it would. the uh, real the real, real estate, estate but you know i have a hard time i can never bad. feel bad for rich either. people problems like that yeah. you know so i'm, I'm like, with you whatever yeah you're, you're still gonna be <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm sure even though that with that luxury tax that six million dollars you still walked away probably doing pretty mm-hmm. pretty good um let's go back to something that happened last week well i did say today earlier in a dirt alert that sag after is going to get back into discussions with the studios as of tomorrow good so that's good news but we all been a hundred days. Yes, hundred yes, days. Longest strike. Yeah, longest strike. Now, last week we learned that SAG Afra SAG Afra issued a statement about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Not wearing Barbie. Yes, or Yes, they told and... actors to not dress up and not uh, you know to go as customary, be a zombie, be a ghost, be a pumpkin, don't or be whatever. Spe- movie specific. This is specific, exactly. Well, they have come out, according to the Hollywood Reporter, to uh, clarify a couple things. So. SAG after issued a Halloween guidance in response to questions from con- uh, content creators and members about how to support the strike during the festive season. Now, it said it does not apply. This is the clarification. And this comes out after a few famous people made some gripes over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to those gripes because they're pretty funny. They said, this is SAG after clarifying. It does not apply to anyone's kids. We are not <laughs> yes. on strike for important. We are, or we are on strike for important reasons. And it has been nearly 100 days. One number or our number, one priority remains getting the studios back and negotiating on the table, which they did. So we can have a fair deal for our members. But they clarified the kids. This comes after a statement from Ryan Reynolds, and which I just I loved. think this was just on Twitter. Yeah. This was on Twitter, exactly. He put out, so he goes, I look forward to screaming scab at my eight-year-old son on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Daughter, just, daughter, daughter. Well, he daughter. said son here. Or my eight-year-old, uh, my eight-year-old. Excuse me. Yeah, because no, yes, I yeah. think he's he's got just girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. James She's, is the you're first right. one. Is called James. You're and right. It's a girl. Mm-hmm. And also former SAG after president Melissa Gilbert slamming, saying that this is what you guys come up with. Literally, no one cares what anyone is wearing for Halloween. It's kind of true. And Mandy Moore wrote on Instagram, is this a joke? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. Like, if mm-hmm. it, for the kids, let the kids dress what they're going to dress. Even, you know. Even the even the adult, I don't think it needed to be said it at all. It didn't at all. That's, yeah, yeah, something that didn't need to be said at all. Well, uh, looking into Bradley Cooper's new uh, recent fling, Gigi Hadid. So, you know, they were stepping out in New York City. We saw yeah. pictures of them doing that. But now it looks like people can confirm that they've also spent some time outside of New York City at a really nice, charming riverfront town called Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Well, if people is letting us know, that means Bradley is as good as letting yes. us know. Yes. There you go. So a source confirms that the rumored new couple recently enjoyed an evening at the River House at Odette's, a luxury riverfront lodge in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's by where Yolanda and Gigi have a oh, farm. There they you go. do exactly. That is very close to mm-hmm. their family farm in Pennsylvania. Mm. Look at that. You know, I guess this couple oddly makes sense. I told you. I think yeah. they, they have a children the same age. But together. in that way, that also complicates it. 
Okay, whatever. I think it makes yeah. it easier. You do? Yeah, a little bit. I think it, yeah. I mean, because I don't have kids, No, because they both can relate about that. I mean, it's something that you do part-time. Yeah. You know, both of them have part-time custody. I don't know. I feel like she has that daughter way more than Zane. You think so? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I think Zane, I don't know why I remember there were some yes. issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably, but like, where does he live? Is he in New York? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't we know. We don't know. All right, but Bradley is letting us know this because he can't promote Maestro, which is his movie that's coming out. Ah, they haven't moved that one either, too. They yet. have not moved They it. have not moved that. But going to uh, another story involving kids, Tristan Thompson's ex, Jordan Craig, is claiming that the NBA star is behind on his child support payments, and he owes her $225 thousand dollars this is the first baby mama oh this This is the first this is the first baby mama i believe for tristan thompson oh my god this is yes this is the first one yes so she put a declaration she filed it in los angeles court last month saying that he owes him nearly a quarter of a or she owes him or he owes her nearly a quarter of a million dollars in back that's why chris jenner wants him to have stayed on the show to make money to pay his to child pay. support. Oh, for I the other one? Mm. I don't know if he's on any more of the Kardashians. I haven't watched it. Not much. There was Mm-mm. that story a couple weeks ago saying that he only comes on when that it is kind of like a money grab, like when his kids well, are involved. No, I don't know that it's a money grab. I think Chris Jenner is trying to help him he out paid. so yeah. he makes some money. What do you do with all his basketball he money? He still plays basketball. He that's for God's sakes. Yeah. Pay, yeah. pay your, pay your bills. Yeah, pay and your that's bills. What, what they make in the NBA. That is... Nothing compared to what Tristan Thompson's making in the NBA. And finally, Tyler Perry has set an eight-picture first deal with Netflix. This is a big, big, big deal for him. And he also has, which we talked about, that documentary coming called Maxine's Baby. It chronicles his unlikely rise from home- homelessness to a playwright billionaire. And that is comes out on Prime Video on November 17th. But big news for him. I mean, he's been doing a lot of... It's coming out on Prime, does the deal. Hey, hey gang. It's us talking about our favorite flooring store, Hammernecks Flooring Solutions, your number one flooring store in the Twin Cities and now in Western Wisconsin and Hudson. Beautiful and store. Here's the deal. They have people there to help you make sure whatever you're doing is going to be perfect for you. They have, um, you know, Christina, who is an interior designer. They also have another interior designer. They can help make sure that whatever you're going to do is work perfectly with what you want, what you need. They also now have tile. They also have um, countertops and hard surfaces. They've got the largest selection of the LVP flooring, the luxury wide plank vinyl flooring. They have, they buy in bulk. So when you go to any one of their stores, they've got an area which is overstocked so much. At, if you need something right away, they've got it for you. At very good pricing. They do. They have the largest team of professional dependable installers on staff. They're wonderful. Hammernecks, tell them the girl sent you. You're going to love working with them. You Aussies down under once again. You've locked it up. You are <laughs> the what? most promiscuous country in the world. Well, let's go. Oh, All right. Oh, oh yeah. The Aussies got a real life. Plus, they also get. Uh, they've got a higher rate of STDs. Oh, lucky well, we don't want to oh. applaud that. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> applaud that. But anyway, there's this company that uh, does this every year. On they they look at six factors. The six. Factors used to determine the most promiscuous countries. Okay? okay. The mean age, the virginity is lost, the average number of sexual partners, each each one has a point value. STD rate per 100,000 people is prostitution legal. 
and is premarital sex legal? Those two things, um, like the premarital, that'll get you down in points. So uh, <laughs> um, they come up with a list. And yes, Australia is is number one. It is the most promiscuous. It has the most STDs. They um, America, where do we come in on the list? At number 15. For the... For, for most promiscuous, really? yeah, That's a it's Australia. Yeah, it's Australia, Brazil, Greece, Chile, New Zealand, Germany, Italy, Switzerland, Thailand, South Africa, hmm. and um, India. Again, they've taken this. They're the least promiscuous of all the forty-five countries that are analyzed. Um, and yeah, and the most sexual partners. You're going to also want to keep. The plane going towards Australia, maybe stop off in Turkey, <laughs> head over to New Zealand. <laughs> and the Finlanders are surprisingly horny, too. The Finlanders. The Finlanders, number five on the list. We're way down well, on the list of that. So, anyway, just kind of a funny, you're going to yes. see that. Yeah. You're going to see that story extrapolated yes, everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. Now, um, it is, I wanted to ask you, because you... I don't know, Grant, if you were ever on Tinder, but Julia was our I resident was. Tinderella. I was. Before Lily, I did have some time on, time the online on Tinder. Dating. Yes, time I on Tinder. I wanted you guys to weigh in on this, that Tinder has a new feature called Tinder Matchmaker, which lets people play matchmaker for you. They can't send a message to anybody, but matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Um Plain Cupid, um, over 75% of singles who participated in a survey that Tinder did hmm. said they discussed their dating lives with friends multiple times a month. Okay. Okay. And so Tinder was like having an aha moment. Maybe we should have this be part of a feature where your friends can go in and pick people for you. Suggest. Yes, recommend profiles for you. So they will like allow, it. Matchmaker allows Tinder users to invite. You invite up to 15 people to play Cupid. They have the okay, okay. to send you, hey, I found that. Well, one of the things you always said is how much work I was all the time looking at stuff. Oh, I can't Think of it. this as having Swiping. little love worker bees. I love if they wanted to. If they wanted to. You're inviting sure. the 15 people. You're not just, it's not mm-hmm. just some random. So I like that part of it. And, and we they, always have a friend that says, oh, I have someone for you. You know, you always have that friend. So mm-hmm. there might, you know, might be one friend that's good at being the match. And also, like Julia just said, it was, could be a lot of work. And so like yeah. if you could have little worker love bees looking at the thing for you, kind of getting into it. Oh, I, I think someone. other people who aren't on it, who are maybe married or who are in some different in relationships, I think they'd have fun kind of peeking at it to see what, A, what's out there. Right. Yeah. And B, the grass isn't greener. That's and right. C, you know, I think that's how that could be and if, useful and yes, fun. Yeah, I and like if you're that. the kind of person who does ask friends and family for help with your love life, uh, Tinder wants to make it a little bit easier. So... Yes, you will. You don't have to have a Tinder profile right? to invite these. You That's just, even better, isn't Wait. it? Good. Yeah. You don't have to have a Tinder profile to be able to do this. Understood. I, mean, I would invite person. you. The other yes. people, of course, don't have to because they're only on it to find something for you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they're, they're yeah. basically in, in, integrating a friends test yes. on this, and it's available in 
you know, even though Australia doesn't need any help, apparently. But, um, <laughs> That's where they're U- kicking it off. Yeah, U.S., U.K., <laughs> Australia, Canada, France, and Ju- and Germany are the ones that are starting. And you, it's a matchmaker session, either directly from a profile card. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. But it, they've got yeah. it on there. It seems pretty easy. And um, the Tinder user then can review... The potential dating cast of course, of course. People have suggested. Of course, they would be set into this bay where yes. you could say yes, no, yes. yes, no, yes, no. I like this because I have friends. I have uh, quite a few friends that have actually married from Tinder, mm-hmm. and I have friends that um, are like, oh, "I just like you." You know, you were saying, Julia, it's too much work. I don't want to do it, but I know they'd be a great catch. They just don't do the online thing. They don't do the dating apps. They just they're kind of I hate to say it lazy. And I think this would be a fun way if I if this for to get my buddy like hey check this out what it, do you think it just debuted today I so like if you it. would like a, some worker love bees to work for you, you go check it out go check yeah, it out worker and, love bees yeah no <laughs> no because I know a lot of people are curious too like oh my gosh there's got to be so much stuff out there yes. Well, and apparently about 21% of Gen Z no longer uses they use dating marriage. apps. Huh? Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not no. even, they're dropping out of the mm-hmm. dating apps. I believe that. Now they're wanting to meet people old school way. The In way, person. Yeah, right. <laughs> the way we used to always, you know, it just goes, it depends your age, mm-hmm. your lifestyle, you know, you you know, as you get older, you don't go out right. all the time. You do different things. And, and I think Bumble started this um, a recommend to a friend feature a few yeah. months ago, which allowed user, but it's not quite as easy as the way this Tinder one. Mm-hmm. They're really going. Would above you would and have beyond. wanted to help me if I oh, said yes, if I, I would have said Lori, oh, you yes. could be one of my friends. Yes. I would have told every girlfriend I have. I that would have I would have said I totally would have been a matchmaker and been It's so much it was just a well, yeah, because it's you. In yes. a way, the whole matchmaker Wait, thing. Remember, it would be fun to be someone else doing it yeah, for you. I yeah, I love this. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, it, Facebook has been trying to do that forever. You know, Facebook yeah. Match had that thing where you could recommend right. your friends to your friends. Mm-hmm. And, but I just, I felt like that was too personal. I didn't, you didn't want people to know who you were. Bingo. I felt like that it's one was too invasive. This one feels anonymous. Yes. It is. And safe. Very yes. Cool. Yeah. And the person, the people you invite, they cannot reach out sure. and send any kind of embarrassing message right. on your behalf. I like that. They just put them in a holding bay. Yes, that's and then exactly. You it. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, it a is cuffing bay. season. A holding yes, bay. it is. Here, <laughs> some people do not know when people like them. They just don't get it. When you're dating someone. You no, don't know not even like dating. Not. When someone is just kind of around and you don't... You miss the hints that someone's into. I just want to remind the class, these are some signs that someone is into in case... Class, are you listening? Yeah, class, in, raise your in hand. In case you've forgotten or you've gotten out of a relation, you know, whatever, you haven't dated for a while. But let's... This person, they ask for your advice on different things. This person might be playfully teasing you. Mm-hmm. On a regular basis, this person tries to, you notice, they kind of use some of your slang a little bit. You know, they kind of are doing that mimicking, mirroring thing. And they comment or like anything you put on social media. That's a sign. These are just four little hints that someone might be liking you. And you should just pick up on the clue because cuffing season is upon us. It's It's upon us. It's here. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. All right. So what else good, do I... Those are good signs. Well, I think... I really think that Tinder thing is on to something. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. It just takes some of the workload. And I mean, some of the pressure. Because, like you know, everybody's asking because I know you're on. And, oh, it's have you many? Yeah. And, you know, no, I haven't. But, you know, if you got some time, I you want to go through and go look for someone for me? Because you're always interested whether I'm, I'm dating somebody. So. Well, I mean, it's like people are on to this because Forbes has written about it today. The Verge. Love it. Um, there, It's getting who's ever doing the PR for Tinder because, like I said, they're users are down a little bit i believe Mm -hmm. it would be down i really do and the new york post and variety i mean a lot of people are covering the story because it's like oh that is kind of a good idea Mm -hmm. let let someone Mm -hmm. else play cupid and and then they do background checks now they have a lot of other checks and balances in place but i do think like hinge the younger people are on hinge yes and tinder you know, I just do think, like you said, people are trying to meet people the old-fashioned way. People are going out. I can see during why COVID and stuff, it was like peaking. Yes. Yeah. Because it was the only way to meet anybody <laughs> right. anywhere. Right. And pretend that life was normal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and let's date through Zoom. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. God, people probably got really good at it. Remember you said people were doing that? I'm like, why? They yeah. did. Yeah. 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 All right. Listen, we'll be right back. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Mick Jagger's going to be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. Oh, doubling down. Yeah, well, Keith Richards was on on Friday night. Yeah. Although I wanted to reach through the television and put my hand over Jimmy's mouth because he did all the talking. Hmm. And wasn't he getting excited about the Beatles part of it when that was already happening? And Keith had to correct him and said, no, man, we've sang several times. And he actually had other songs. And Jimmy was like, oh, you know. But anyway, he never let Keith, I mean, Keith didn't talk too much, but he does do a dead good impersonation of Mick Jagger. He does. Oh, funny. Really? Yeah. Funny. So we'll see. But he mixed on Fallon tonight. I don't know who else is on. Well, Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long and Ronnie Chang are going to be on Kimmel, so the Fox Sports guys. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe. Whatever. The Minnesota Vikings are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. That is the big thing happening is tonight. I, you know what? I don't even uh, I don't even know if that will make it on the television at our house tonight because Casey is... Done again. He's We've done quit. again. I mm. always tell him, I like you better when you're a happy football guy. I don't like this not liking the well, Vikings. Well, it's been very too. hard. It has, it's hard. Julia. We've had a hard fan run. <laughs> but tonight yeah. is a night where... Anything can happen. Anything can happen on any given Sunday, the concept, you know. But yeah. the big thing here is that their best running back on is the hurt. other team, he's hurt. Our, okay. de- our best receiver and our best defender are hurt. are hurt yes but their best one of their best players is hurt so i'm just trying to find some optimism oh, here sure. if we win this game we go to we have three wins to our four losses we're back at three and four and our schedule for the next six games after this i hate easy. this it's is pretty it i don't want to say easy because nothing in the nfl is easy nothing, but yes it right. looks easy on paper so if they win tonight they can make something happen if they don't win tonight that's when i'm officially off the bandwagon for the season. All right. Tonight's the night.
Okay, did anyone catch the end of the Gopher football game against yeah, Iowa? I, I did. I totally were I you did watching because it? The, you I know was my totally son in law was there. He wanted oh, yeah. to turn it on. I said, What the hell oh, is going on? Totally Who watching it. Well, I literally we were cleaning. Jeff was watching upstairs doing something. I was doing something downstairs and I saw the guy, the receiver for Iowa, put his hand up. He did, yeah. And then I'm like put it up very far. Doesn't matter. <laughs> to me as a spectator, I thought, My God, it's a fair catch. Yeah. That's, that's what totally it, what I thought. Yeah. And then I'm like, and why is he running? made a touchdown. And then they uncalled it. I didn't understand what was <laughs> going on at all. he waved his hand for a fair catch. That means a fair catch. It means don't touch me. Yeah, you're... you're I'm going to catch the ball right here and And we're not and running. Stay. We're going to stay right here. But he oh. pointed out a little bit. What he was claiming is that he was pointing out his blocks. Yep. But to prevent any type of confusion, if you move your hand, if you Anywhere. wave it, if you lift it, if you point it, it's a dead ball from the spot of the catch. So I kept wondering, why is he running? He already waved his hand. Uh, uh, you were actually, I was not. I did I not catch it. that. I, oh, I, I totally watched it, but did. I didn't And Jeff's it. like, he scored such a touchdown. I said, what do you mean it was a fair catch? And we're upstairs, downstairs. Okay, no, this is who's on first conversation as I'm watching it with the son-in-law. And I said, why, why, why are they calling that football not a touchdown? I just saw him catch it and run. It was so good. And he goes, no, it was a fair catch. I said, I know it was a fair catch. <laughs> I saw him catch it and run. He goes, no, it was a fair catch thing. And I said, I don't know what a fair... He said, he put his hand up. I said, that's right, to make a fair catch. I mean, oh it God, was... Oh, God, that's hysterical. Because uh, you don't know what fair catch means. I had no idea what it meant. He's trying to explain it to me. I go, none of this makes sense <laughs> to me. funny. Now I know why I'm not a sports person, because this, in and of itself... Is contradictory. But we hadn't beaten Iowa in Iowa since 1999. So this it, was huge. But it was totally, I I watched the guy. I'm like, oh, he made a fair catch. I don't know what all the hullabaloo, he made a fair catch. Why? Well, I was, they were I was, beer at the players. They, I know, and it was pretty bad. It was bad. See, I was like, I'd be throwing cans too. That was a fair catch, and they called it bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? I know, and I'm like, I think that coach is going to keep his job. That oh. um, PJ Fleck yeah. dude. Yeah, he might. He might. Yeah. With that, yeah, that, that's a big win for him. His first. It was a his, big. That's his first victory against Iowa. We haven't beat them at in Iowa since 1999. I don't know. I think it's been since 2014 or 15. I think at home. So it's been a long time. It was good to beat Iowa because who hates Iowa? We hate did anyone watch the A's or the yes last night Philadelphia that was so no no last night Texas against Texas in baseball yes yeah I'm talking about oh, the that was Philadelphia game. game whoever the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks the Diamondbacks yes. that I kind of watched some baseball with the son-in-law this weekend and just really getting a kick out of the superstitious show has been so good oh and, there's a lot going on yeah i had another sound going there yeah there was this guy on the philadelphia team phillies and he wets his hair and oils it and then he's got a big pubic hair beard (laughs) and then wears a bandana i'm just fascinated with him i'm for the longest time i couldn't figure out why has everybody got the last name of d-backs Okay. On the front oh, of their jerseys, oh, I didn't oh, know it was Diamondbacks. Oh, 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 I was calling them the Athletics. Oh, oh, so my son-in-law oh. really had an experience watching oh, sports with me. That would oh, be a, that would be a time. So right now the Phillies are playing and they're losing four to one oh. to Arizona in the fifth. Is this which game is, seven? This is yes. game six. No, oh, tonight. Oh. So today there's two games. There's yeah. this one. Diamondbacks need to win to go to game seven, which they are doing right now okay. in the fifth inning, four to one. And then tonight is game seven, Houston versus That's the Texas good, Rangers. Yesterday's I was so happy. Oh, so am I. I'm rooting for the Rangers. I don't totally. like Houston. 
you got to see if you're a sports fan. There's a lot to watch. There's a lot to watch in the wild. Yeah, and the wild. Yeah, and I'm watching and explaining it to people (laughs) I'm watching it with, and I'm getting it all wrong. I can't. I can't imagine that fair catch conversation with Kyle. I would have died. It was was ten minutes. I would have died. You're like, of course it's a fair catch. I saw it. No, he. no, I can just And see then Nikki it. came in. She goes, no, Laura, he put up his hand for a fair catch. And I said, I know. <laughs> this is the craziest <laughs> rule I've ever seen. Who runs so he- around in football with their arms down? You got to throw them up to catch a ball. I... <laughs> No, I still don't get that one. It no, doesn't make any just, sense. No, you can hear it. I can too. It's mm-hmm. so they don't crush you and run at you. You sign it. I've got it and I'm staying. Tomato, yeah. tomato. It didn't look like he waved. It looked like he was oh. putting his hands up to catch the totally ball. saw it. And I'm like, oh gosh. All, right. ones, that's All the not Iowa a listeners are loving you right now. Yeah, well, I know. I don't even, I still am. I mean, I get it, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like many things in sports. Well, the know? golfers are going to be at the Vikings game tonight with PJ and 12 other seniors, and they're going to present Floyd of whatever it is. The Flo- pig. The pig. He'll be, at the, he'll be at the game tonight. So hopefully the pig will bring us some luck against these Niners. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. All right. Very yeah. good. There we go. <laughs> 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 you got her. <sighs> stuff. I have my pig noses. Oh, my mom's going to have a drama class online. And she needed me to, to make a pig's nose for her, so I've been drawing pig's nose. <laughs> yeah, this, we do very important work on the commercial break. <laughs> All right, everyone have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Lori, that is going to be a classic story in the family. Uh, it was a fair catch. I know a fair catch. Fair catch. What do you mean? Job done. Off you go. <laughs>